her as Pam and Tommy. Wait, it's who, like who, a side... Who's playing so, Pam? So Sebastian Stan is playing Tommy oh, okay. Lee. And he looks exactly like him. It's like and, really bizarre. And Lily James, who I only know as... She was the 2015 Cinderella, is playing Pam. I mean, the picture of them as Pam and Tommy is like pretty it, fucking wow, good. It looks like spot yeah. on. It's kind of crazy yeah. how, how similar it, it looks yeah. to the real thing. And um, apparently a big focus of it is going to be the sex tape, which is like bizarre. Yeah. Of course. I Nick think... Offerman's in it, Andrew Dice Clay, Seth Rogen. That's crazy. Yeah, gonna... yeah that's going yeah, to... I think Seth Netflix, Rogen is like executive producing. Yep. It, no, no, no. He, Hulu. He's producing everything. He produced Invincible. He produces fucking The Boys. He's got like yeah. all the biggest hits right now. Yeah. Preacher, Preacher was big with them. Yeah, Preacher. People thought Preacher was amazing. He's Pretty much yeah. everything he's touched comic-based, people fucking rave about. I know, Preacher is one of those things that I feel like I want to watch at some point. Same. I've heard nothing but good things about it, though. Hey, have, any, have any of you watched it? No. Preacher? I watched the first few episodes. I meant to keep up with it. it I don't remember if I put it on my list or not. Did anybody read it or no? No. I did not. It is, it is one of those shows that I keep meaning to go and watch. Yeah. What is it on HBO or Showtime or something? It's on one of those type of channels. It was right? on AMC. It was on AMC. AMC. Oh, really? Why did I think yeah. it was on like a premium channel? Um... So, uh, I, I think I texted the group, but I don't think anyone responded to it because it was late at night, maybe. But uh, I watched, or we were just ignoring. Well, that's that's true too. Yeah. Uh, the other night I watched, uh, I, and I don't want to get into spoilers on it in case because I don't think everyone here has watched it. I think maybe just Dom and Todd. But I watched uh, Uncut Gems. Oh, Fuck yeah, that yeah. movie! Like, nope, <laughs> nope. Like, not, nothing about that was appealing to me. Like, it was. Yeah, don't, don't watch the other movie. Then I think it's called Good Times with um, what's his face, the kid who's in Tenant. It's like the same. Like, you were sweating your ass off the whole movie. You're just stressed out. You're like, oh really? Yeah, literally the same premise. Like, oh, is that same actor also in Tenant? I forget what his name is. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. he was also in uh, I'm sorry, Hitler? sorry to bother you, right? Who's the lead actor? No. Oh, sorry to bother you, Denzel's son? No, Tenet was Denzel's son. Yeah, Tenet Wait, was so then, son. hold on. I'm talking about the vampire, sparkly vampire guy who's in Tenet with Denzel's son. Whatever his name oh, is. Robert Pattinson? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Wait, Robert Pattinson is in Uncut Gems? I don't remember that. No, he's, he's, no, 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 he's, he's in the movie. other movie. Oh, movie so then, the all right, you're all, you're fucked me all up. No, 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 okay. So the actor... <laughs> I was confused, too. The actor that is, like, ends up being buddy-buddy with KG... Who, what else is he in? That's the guy. That he's in Sorry to Bother You. Okay, all right. right. I was right then. Okay, that's why, uh, that's why I was it, confused. Isn't it Lakeith? Lakeith. Lakeith. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes. I couldn't remember his name. but So he's the same actor as Sorry to Bother You's lead actor. Yes. That's the same right. actor. Okay. Yeah. But is that person in the movie you were just talking about, Robert Pattinson, or no? No, he's in the movie from the directors that did that movie, and it's like the same kind of tone, basically. Oh, it's the same director that did Uncut Gems. Yes. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's what I was like, what is the through line that you're talking about here? I'm like, I don't yeah, know what yeah. you're talking who was, about. Who was on Cut Gems? Uh, the Safi brothers. Okay. The director, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, without without getting into any spoilers about that movie, because Mike, you haven't I mean, watched the movie that movie? Is, the movie's like five years old at this point. Yeah, it? but like Mike hasn't seen it, right? Uncut Gems? Yeah. Yeah. Uncut Gems is like, three, is like three or two years, I think. Oh, okay. It's, well, I mean, the past yeah, year counts as like three years. Regardless, I don't want to like, like I don't want to have to put spoiler years. tags on Uncut Gems. But have you you have not seen it, right, Mike? Not yet. And yet, interesting. Yeah. I, you might you spoiler, might enjoy it, Mike. Spoiler, spoiler alert: KG's in it. KG's oh, in it. 
he's in it like a lot. He's like my, very like I did not know it was going to be like. Yeah, he is a supporting vocal, character. That yeah. focal to the to the story, but like I don't know. It was just at no point does that movie slow down or like no. stop no. being fucking just high intensity. Like there is no point in that movie where I have a chance to breathe. Like like maybe a little bit when they have like that dinner scene. But even then, you get something else revealed to you, and I'm like, fuck this, like, fuck this movie. And then the way the movie ends, again, without any spoiling anything, just the way the movie ends, I'm like, I knew that was gonna are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, like this is that. what this movie just did to me? Like, right. so I was just like, not, I don't know. I don't, Jen thinks that uh, Adam Sandler, like, was, like, a good actor in the movie, and I'm not saying he was or wasn't, but people were upset that movie wasn't nominated for Oscars, right? Or did, did it get I nominated for Oscars, was, but he didn't get nominated? Yeah, he got nominated in other like in other he got nominated for the yeah for gold Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds awesome. but not did, but didn't get nominated for the Oscar. I did think, the movie at all get nominated for any Oscars or no? I think, I think it so, did. but just not him as an actor. Yeah, I believe so. Because I don't think the movie was that like I don't think the movie was like anything special. It was it was it was very messy to me. Like it was just like chaotic. And I get that's, that's they're what they're trying to do, but it was just like too, yeah. it was just too much. I like, I couldn't, I didn't feel like I was enjoying myself at any point in the movie, but I was, I was at the point where I decided like, I just don't like this movie. I was too far into the movie where I was like, I need to know how this movie ends. Like, I need to know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and it ends the way it does. And yeah. Like, and I was <laughs> like pissed. I was like, are you like, and, and, and like, he's not necessarily a good person. So like, I don't need him yeah. to have like. A not good necessarily ending. he's just not a good person yeah he's not a good person <laughs> but like i don't i don't need him to have like a good resolution but just the way everything happens i'm just like cool well literally none of this meant anything like i'm just mad anyways yeah, i could have told you you wouldn't like that movie i, I had a feeling i wouldn't like it just based on I, I enjoyed it the whole time yeah i did too i don't know a movie i think i'd want to watch multiple times if that makes any sense i would never watch yeah, that movie again I never i yeah. probably i probably want to watch it one like one more time maybe yeah i would years down the line. never never watch it again i also watched um, the last blockbuster which i did not watch that. interesting film i i some interesting it's parts of it are kind of cheap i don't know i i feel like netflix documentaries or things like this on Netflix have a certain type of cadence to them that just rubs me the wrong way. Like, like the the person doing like the voiceover, like the person that's like the narrator of the documentary. At least in the ones that I've watched, I feel like they're almost like too over the top in a specific way that I can't really nail down. But it just there's something about it that just feels like a step too cheesy for me. Um, well, it's especially it's especially tough when Netflix is doing a documentary about Blockbuster, and they're the reason that Blockbuster isn't a thing anymore. Right. Well, <laughs> if you watch the documentary, that's actually not true. Well, they talk yeah, about it. They talk. Netflix, about it. Netflix, they can say whatever they want. Bought, but Blockbuster yeah, could have right. bought Netflix, or they could have gotten it on the ground floor, and they yeah. opted not to. And then apparently, Netflix went to Blockbuster saying like they wanted them to buy them, and Blockbuster laughed them out of the office. Netflix is okay. really bad at like making exclusive movies. Like I don't think they've put out so many exclusive. Isn't Uncut movies. Gems an exclusive movie? Yeah. No, not for Netflix though. Like the only good movie, like this, it's not the only, but The Irishman was really good. But didn't I Netflix watch movies? And... Uncut Gems didn't premiere on Netflix. 
Are you sure? No, I think it was. No, it's like an A twenty four movie, but I thought it was it a had, Netflix movie. It had. It, there's something interesting about its premiere or how it was released, but I don't remember what it was. But Did it wasn't a Netflix movie. Or before. Before. I think it was before. It was like five years ago. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, last I was. I had, a, I had a thing for Adina Menzel in this movie too. I don't. I don't know what it was. Oh, she bothers me. I don't, I don't know, know who that is. It's let Elsa. it go, let it go. I, I've never watched Frozen. I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Well, you watched uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah, who is Frozen, it in Uncut Gems? Adam Sandler's wife. His oh, so his like actual wife? Okay, yeah. Because I know he's. I mean, not his actual wife. Well, his wife. His yeah. wife in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. Last blockbuster was interesting. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you guys would get some enjoyment out of it just based on what it is. Um. But yeah, it was fine. Anyways, welcome, everyone, to the Pass Controller Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about uncut gems too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom. And joining me on this lovely Saturday evening, it's Friday. This Friday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Lazier. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Yep, you know. He's got a cat on his lap. I do. He's Mr. Cat over here. Also, cat lap fever. Cat lap fever. Cat also, lap fever. joining us <laughs> is the monster hunter, Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Speaking of monster hunter, I get a, I've been like four days since I haven't played that. It's too much shit out there right now. A lot of games. I feel like we'll get to some of those games. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if the time allows for us to talk about some of those games that have been pulling Todd away from the hunt and rounding us out this evening is the Disney daddy Dominic 40 Dom how are you doing tonight I am on now I'm on doing some uh, Joe Pesci research here um I feel like this is not the first time that you've done Joe Pesci research on the podcast oh I'm sure Adina Menzel is going to be in a Cinderella film for Prime Video that also features John Mulaney and it's a musical so I am very excited to hear John Mulaney sing Cinderella songs. And also, you know, to tie it back to a conversation we had before, I think we started recording, Joe Pesci, the bad guy in Moonwalker. That's... Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that definitely didn't happen on the podcast, but... <laughs> Mike, I feel like we need to obtain a copy of Moonwalker for the Sega Genesis and have you stream that. Like, I feel like oh, that's... Oh, man, that game's so good. Like, I a thing we so need to make that. happen. I, was I mean, I do want to play Moonwalker. Every time, I, every time I've tried to play it at BitBar, I never got very far. Do miss myself some BitBar. Um, before we roll into tonight's topics, a couple of housekeeping things. This episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area or the North Shore of Massachusetts on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and you want yourself something delicious, something sweet, something hot and fresh right out of the oven, you can head on down to One Washington Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And if you're like me and Sunday rolls around and you want something hot and delicious fresh out of the oven on a Sunday a.m., you can check them out at Good Morning Chubby and get yourself a delicious chubby, something sweet, something spicy, something savory to get your morning going. And if you do head down to One Washington Square, let them know. Past controller sent you. Moving right along. Uh, whoops, I don't know what I just did on my computer, but I want to fix that before I go any further. Okay. Uh, 
the PTC Movie Club for May is upon us. This is the episode where we're going to talk about our April movie. Um, but Dom's pick is for May, so we will chat about that in just a moment. And my review, my written review for Emily's Away 3 is up now on our website, so if you want to check that out, be sure to head on over to pastcontroller.io if you have any interest in checking out Emily is Away 3 or want to know what's going on with that game. Uh, I was also a guest on the HP Critical podcast this week, so that should air sometime this week, so check that out, and uh, you can check my social media. That'll air whenever that goes live. I'll, I'll be sharing that around as well. And if you want to check out the first hour of gameplay from po new Pokemon Snap on the Nintendo Switch, I just op uploaded our first hour of gameplay on that onto our YouTube channel. So if you haven't played Pokemon Snap, don't know anything about Pokemon Snap, want to see what the game is like, want to check out the first hour of gameplay, you can head on over to our YouTube channel and check that out and uh, get a little taste for what that game is all about. Anyways, I alluded to what our uh, bigger topic is for the evening and that is the ptc movie club for april which was my pick and it was the big sick uh, i know we're a little bit late on getting this episode to you but we ran into a little bit of uh, scheduling conflicts last week that that made us uh, change some things around and resulted in uh mike and dom having a special extravaganza episode for you so the Big Sick is a 2017 sort of semi-autobiographical uh, romantic comedy directed by Michael Showalter and written by Emily V. Gordon. Wait, and... get out of here. What? Yeah, Showalter. That's oh, it. so, dude, that guy is such, like, a hidden gem. All those people from the state are still, like... The state is just everything. a great show in general. It mm -hmm. was amazing. It's, like, one of the best, like, sketch comedy shows ever that no one still talks about, I feel like. But I don't even crazy, know what you're talking about. Those... Oh, dude, I know who Michael Showalter is, but... Yeah, he's one of the Michaels. And, and, yeah, from... Uh, what was their show called? Was it, was it called Michael. the Michaels? Cause, no, there was someone else. It was Michael, Michael, and someone else was there. Brendan, definitely watch the state. I guarantee Jen will love to read it. I guarantee she's probably Jen love it. it. Jen was in college when that show was on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was before college. It was like high school for me. Um, but yeah, and... Uh, I the state was a really good sketch comedy show. You know what it was really good too? The Ben Stiller show was very similar to the state back in the day. Yes, I do that, love the Ben Stiller show. Yeah. Off topic, but hot right, topic, yep. off topic. Um yeah. so yes. Uh written by Emily V. Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani. It's semi autobiographical about their uh romantic history. And Kumail being a up and coming stand up comedian. It also stars uh Zoe Kazan. Holly Hunter, Ray Romano, Adil Akhtar, and Anupam Kerr. Loosely based on the real-life romance between Nanjiani and Gordon, it follows an inter-ethnic couple who must deal with cultural differences after Emily becomes ill. Currently sitting at a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, which uh, is pretty high. I, I, like, I, I believe I initially saw this movie before Jen got sick, but then after Jen got sick, it, like, certain elements of the movie kind of resonated even more with me but like i think this is just overall a really good movie like i think this is a movie that uh more people need to see because it i don't think it had a wide release in theaters i think it it might have initially been like a like a film festival movie i don't know how wide of a release it got um but i don't know i mean i i can speak a lot about it so, but i, I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say about it before i get into quick. it 
So it made fifty six point four million in the box office. It was a five million dollar. It budget. seemed like it was a very inexpensive film. So, so that's, that's fucking yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Like, that's, that's like a huge, huge, huge hit. Yeah, like, great that's, ROI. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. The show is called Michael and Michael have issues. By the way, Mike. Oh, so there, I could have sworn there was a third person there. Yeah. That wasn't named Michael. Oh, whatever. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking about Stella. Oh yeah. That was just uh, Showalter wasn't in that show, was he? I think it was Michael Ian Black. My, Michael Ian Black, and I believe there was a third person whose name. Had... Keep talking about the movie. I have to look this up. No, Michael, I, Michael I, Showalter I, is in Wet Hot American Summer, correct? Yeah, okay, correct. A lot of the time people are also in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I actually think the cast is like hands down the strongest part of this movie. Um, cast is phenomenal. Yeah, like it's like this movie is just carried by the cast, and it's a cast that really shouldn't good. make sense together. No, yeah. And if you want those, I was forgetting about David Wayne. This this you... be what blew up Ray Romano because Ray Romano had like a huge surge over the past. No, 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 no. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> That's but a like fact. he got he, like he had a big part in The Irishman after this. He's been in a bunch of like serious movies like since around these last time period, but it has my favorite dude from Silver Linings Playbook, uh, Kamal's father in the movie, the guy, uh, Anna Palm Kerr, is that his name? Or, um, yeah, Anna Palm Kerr. Wait, who, who is he in Silver Linings? He's he's the Eagles diehard. He's the psychiatrist. He's like when they meet at the Eagles game and they like go, they're like they outside all getting wasted together. He's he's his psychiatrist. Huh, I'll have to, I'll have to watch it again. I haven't watched it in a while. So I love that movie too. So good. But yeah, what did you, no, what did you guys think about, about The Big Sick? Uh, it was good. It was a film. Yeah, that's I don't it. know. That's all I mean, I mean, I I can appreciate that it's a good movie. Like, I can watch a film and know that like what I'm watching is like, I don't know, a good film. It just wasn't a movie for me. Like, I yeah. was bored with it. Oh wow! Okay. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Amanda walked in I mean, halfway through it, and she was obsessed with it. She like loved yeah. it. And it's not, again, it's not that it was a bad movie. Like, I was, I, like, watched it and, and enjoyed it. It yeah. just, like, wasn't the movie for me, I yeah. guess. Tom hates love, apparently. You know, he's not a big love guy. Um, well, I, and that's, and that's, I guess that's the pro, the pro, part of the problem that I had with it is, what is the film? It's not really a love story. No, it's, I mean, it kind of is. It, the thing it's, is, the it's thing like is. A dra- it's like a dramedy. Like, yeah. Yeah, the 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 I I know I said I think I might have said romantic comedy because that's what I pulled off of uh, the description from where I read like the actors' names and stuff like that. But like I don't think I don't know I, I don't think I'd commit consider it like a romantic comedy. I think it's nah. I think it's more of a dramedy. Um, yeah. But uh, I think me and Mike talked about this on the podcast on uh, Sunday. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. Would it? Would I, it... We at least we at least started it and then we. We let it. We let we, it simmer for this for this week. <laughs> what? Uh, what? What did you think of it, Mike? Or I guess before that happens, were there parts that you did like, Dom, or no? Like, what? What were some of your parts that you or that you didn't like? That's fine too. So, so first off, I think one of the things that I said before was the dude that is the other stand-up comedian that's not Ad Bryant and uh, Bo Burnham. The one that's the his out. roommate. His roommate. Yeah. Yes. He he absolutely needs we he needs a movie for himself. Like he's like a yeah. poor man's Justin Roiland. When I first it saw was, the movie, I was, was like, perfect. "Is that Justin Roiland?" Like it was it was perfect. It was such a good character. We should get but, him on the podcast. 
The film, the film definitely needed more A.D. Bryant and Bo Burnham. Yeah. Well, so I was reading a little bit more about the film today because I wanted to see if there was like stuff I didn't know about it or like how true it was or how true it wasn't or just things I didn't know about the movie. And there was apparently at some point a subplot or at least in the original script, there's a subplot about David Alan Greer's character. So I'm wondering if there was just more comedy stuff in the movie initially and they cut it out for whatever reason. Um, I kind of forgot David Allen Greer was in the film. He's in it very briefly. Yeah, like yeah, like okay, he's yeah he's the he's just host doing cocaine. Of, uh, yeah yeah he's the host of the... allegedly Mike. Come on. Yeah, I mean I can't prove it, but uh, but yeah the comedy stuff was good. Like the comedy bits were were great. Like we don't ever see Bo Burnham do comedy though, right? I don't I don't mm-hmm. think we do. I could have sworn. I feel we like we get a couple. I feel like we get a, a bit. Yeah, I feel yeah, like we get a bit. The guy that's in the audience that sees him perform and then has him talk to him. The guy that they're the Montreal Comedy Festival guy. Yeah, yeah. So I think we see him at least do that. Yeah. I remember thinking like, yeah, this is a good. Actually, I thought it was like a good bit, and I think, I think for for him and maybe Kumal, there were bits that I think I've seen them use in their real shows. Like, yeah, I think they just reuse some of their older material for the movie which is fine I mean, mm. i'm not complaining about it i'm just saying yeah this is a good bit i think i've seen them do it before for real what i do need to know is like the the whole thing that kumail does where it's like him in like a one-man show doing like the thing about like mm. pakistan pakistan yes uh pakistan and like him like i wonder if that aspect is true because that's like a really interesting thing about him that i just didn't know i'm uh, sure it is the the stand up that they were putting posters for up for is his stand up, isn't it? Is it called Citizen? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Oh, interesting. I'm, okay, I'm pretty sure that's the one that he has either a special or a CD for. Okay, I think the actress. I mean, I think like you guys kind of said. I think the like the actors and actresses in the movie are all really good. Like, I think the actress that plays his wife is really good, or his his girlfriend in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's uh, Zoe Kazan. Kazan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think she's great. Oh, I I was confused because she wasn't his wife, like in the movie. Yeah. I was like, wait, his wife? Okay, now I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I'm, I I wonder if there's a reason why his wife didn't just play herself in the movie. But I think Kumail's the only person that actually plays himself. I don't think any of the other yeah. characters are played. I'm by... guessing she's not an actress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ad Bryant and Bo Burnham are not from Chicago, correct? Bo Burnham's from Beverly. Yeah, Bo. Yeah, Bo oh, Burnham's yeah. Okay. from over here. Okay. Uh, I don't know about Ad Bryant yes. though. I'm guessing if Bo Burnham's where he is right now too. He's like, he's like a big deal in Hollywood right now. He directed a fucking movie that was huge. Wait, what I did he direct? Been, I, yeah, I want to watch Eighth Grade. Yes, I want to watch Eighth Grade for a while. Oh, I didn't know those. Maybe I didn't know this movie. But his comedy career took off. Judge Apatow got behind him really big early on his career. And that just fucking was huge for him. And, and like, I mean, I think, me and Mike were both talking about how we both need to see Promising Young Woman on the last dude, episode. Me and Amanda were supposed to watch that like two two months ago. We still haven't. Yeah. So. I mean, I know. I I don't know if I can. I've, I'm sure Mike, Dom, and I at some point probably did watch Bo Burnham videos like in high school. But like, I feel like in high school, I watched a lot of Bo Burnham like YouTube videos. Like, I saw him stand up. He opened for Joel McHale. I, Joel I would McHale say was it was probably college. I think Joel we're older than Was it college? I want to say it was college. And I want to say that we're older than he is. Regardless, I feel like we've we've all sat around a computer and watched his YouTube 
videos like yeah. when they were both, being both a show. Um, I'm Bo, yo. But yeah, I, I I like the movie a lot. I mean, I think that obviously, you know, just having having a, 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 a you know a loved one that gets diagnosed with a chronic illness and having to go through that myself, there was, you know, obviously a lot of things about this movie are not the same, but there were certain things, especially watching it again, because I've watched this movie now at, at this point. I don't know. I've probably watched this movie like six times between when it came out and now, but um, th- there are definitely certain parts of the movie that really hit me on a, it, it makes me think about like the span of time. It was like two weeks when we were in the hospital with Jen, where it was just uh, a lot of similar things that, you know, Kumail and uh, Ray Romano and Holly Hunter go through. There are a lot of things that like kind of just drudge up certain things that I had to also deal with. And it's just uh, it's in that way. Um, so it feels very realistic to me. Like it feels like uh, it's not just, you know, a Hollywood version of this type of scenario. It feels very grounded. Um, but I think I don't know which one of you said it, but I agree. I think the you know, the story is good. It's not like this you know amazing story it's it's just a real story it's it's a good story but the actors and actresses carry this movie and it's like some of these performances are so good like ray romano's really fucking good in this movie like i'm blown away at how good he is in this movie him and holly hunter i thought were like some of the best parts of the movie yeah i mean they're a large portion of the movie like the movie takes a turn where it's like kumail and them two and it's like the three of them for a while um but yeah, I, I I think a lot of the performances really really carry this movie forward. I think uh, and there's a lot of like good uh, chemistry between Kumail and and uh, the actress that plays Emily in the movie. Like I feel like they have a lot, like good scenes together, especially prior like prior to her getting sick. Um, like a lot of that stuff felt really real to me, um, so I enjoyed that a lot. And yeah, I think Dom had mentioned. His roommate, I don't know who the actor is or what the character, I don't even remember what the character's name is, Chris, maybe? Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't remember. credits in the movie, I feel like. I'm, like, looking everything up, and I don't see anything about yeah. that dude. But he, he's fantastic. Like, he he plays the role he's supposed to play very well. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it's kind of good. And, like, so, like, more stuff that kind of sells the movie for me is Jen's dad is a comedian, and Jen spent a lot of time, like, backstage at comedy shows and she's like the way that all of the comedians interact and their personalities like that that's that's how it is backstage like the way that they talk to each other and stuff like when there's one point where like the the character that's Kumail's roommate like says a joke he's like what do you think of this joke and and Bo Burnham's character's like yeah you should just give up comedy like shit like that it's just like it's all very authentic like that's just the shit that the way that like comedians talk to each other um I don't know People say Sam. I want to see more of that guy. Yeah. People, people say Sam. And like Jen was like, I know like comedians and like her dad's circle of comedians that like there's a comedian like that guy. But the, I, people say Sam thing. It's like everyone fucking hates that guy. And it's just like shit like that. And it just I don't know. It kind of like just drives the movie as more of like a like a just down to earth, you know, feels re- very realistic to me. Um but yeah, I mean, clearly I picked the movie. I, I'm a fan of this movie. I like this a lot. you have anything else to add, Mike? Um, no. 
so. Did you like it, Mike? Because I feel like Dom was a wild card for me. I didn't know how Dom would feel about this yeah. movie, but I felt like this would be a movie that you would like, Mike. I, yeah, I don't. Because hmm. I feel like no matter how I say, however I try and articulate this, it sounds negative, but it's really not. Like it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. I don't think I would ever be in the mood to watch it again. Or that makes like sense. That. It was, but it was a, it was a good movie. I liked the story it had to tell and it mm-hmm. told it well. Uh, and again, personal problem with me, how much I'm like, I want to see more Bo Burnham. This movie had nothing to do with <laughs> Bo Burnham. He was a, a tertiary character at best. I wanted to see more of the roommate. Yeah, and with more of the roommate, who was also a non-entity in this film. Yeah, but that's because I wanted to see them do things, and which had nothing to do with the actual story. But again, yeah. the story was good. Um, I yeah. like Kumail. Like I like I want to see Kumail and more shit. Like I'm excited. Like I'm really how excited about, for him how about, and how about a yeah Marvel blockbuster? I'm, yeah, I mean, you, we did not talk about that yet, did we? Uh, no, but we, we can talk about that after the movie if you want. Uh, I want to bring one quick more thing up about the film from a medical background, I guess. Him with the, um, the Doctor Dom in the building. One of the things to that I like took away from the end of it is just like, I, I mean, this goes for everybody, but like something as small as she hurt her ankle and it's been like that for two weeks was the solution to. Like, it was the thing that led to the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're giving medical background, as dumb as some things sound, like, be sure that you give, like, everything that you can. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. the smallest thing is the thing that's going to point to the right diagnosis. Yeah. And and not to, you know, tout my own medical background here, but that's what go. happens in the end, in, like, the last ten minutes of an episode of House. house. Someone's just like... Oh, you know, yeah, she she scraped her knee and started bleeding green. It was really weird. And the house was like, oh, put her on ibuprofen because she's got, you know, anti-lupus. I mean, it was never lupus, but anti-lupus was always on the table. No, it was lupus one time. It was lupus one time. So It was was never lupus besides that one time. So, like, you know, a major portion of the movie is, like, she's in a coma and... They don't know, like, they're running tests constantly, checking for this, crossing things off. What's the problem? Trying to figure out what it is and just going down the list of what it could be. And, like, part of the reason why this movie resonates so much with me is because, like, that was legitimately the process of Jen in the hospital. And, like, us leading up to being Jen being in the hospital is we kept going to the doctor. We kept going to the hospital. And they were testing for all this stuff. And they, they just couldn't figure out what the problem was and like you go down this path of like it kind of how where like ray romano and holly hunter are at where it's like does this fucking hospital know what they're doing like how do they not how can they not figure this out like all this stuff and it's like that's like the unfortunate reality is that you know especially with some like sort of rare disease like they were treating her for stuff that she didn't have in, in Jen's case, like they were going down a list trying to figure out what the fuck the problem was to the point where like in the early days of Jen's diagnosis, one of the big triggers was she kept getting double vision. And the first doctor that we saw at the hospital, literally their solution was make an appointment with 
the neurologist. And until then, just wear an eye patch. And it's like, I understand you want to maybe help with the double vision aspect, but like, she literally couldn't drive. Like, she couldn't function in a lot of ways. And like, the solution at that moment was wear an eye patch to the point where like, I went back to the eye doctor after we went out to the like make the neurologist appointment and I like wanted to like have a conversation with them and like try to clarify some stuff like this is a situation where like she probably has to not work right now like why are you not like can we get a doctor's note to like signify that like we, we you can't just like throw us out there get an eye patch like, it's just so bizarre thankfully the the neurologist uh okay uh thankfully the neurologist um that we saw afterwards was like especially because jen's disease is such a rare disease like it's it's a crazy rare disease the fact that the neurologist looked to her did a few different tests in her her immediate like prognosis is that the right word diagnosis diagnosis uh her immediate diagnosis was uh i don't know where mike just went um he's got some weird filter on okay Mike, no, your camera's just off. Yeah, um, no, I know. I, I'm aware. The 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 neurologist response was, or diagnosis was, she either has MS or she has MG, and it was like the fact that that doctor could narrow it down that quickly was kind of crazy to me because when we l- were looking up myasthenia gravis, which is what Jen has, it was like nobody has this thing there's no medicine, there's no this, there's all these things. And it was just like, thankfully that person was, you know, intelligent enough, intuitive enough to, to, to figure that out. But those, you know, weeks leading up to all of that. And then Jen eventually going to the hospital. It's just, uh, I don't know. This movie is like weird comfort food to me. Cause it's like good movie. I enjoy it. Makes me laugh. Gives me a little bit of like levity about the situation. But at the same time, it also makes me think about like the two weeks sleeping in the hospital, Jen being in the ICU and like her almost dying at one point. And every time I watch the movie, it makes me think about that. But it's like a weird way to kind of work through that shit in my head. Um, anyways, so yeah, I don't know. I like the movie a lot. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add about the movie, Todd? Did you like it, dislike it? No, I loved it. Yeah, I watched it early. I watched it like a month ago, like right when we. I remember I you said you like, and... like, like the first week of April. Todd texted me. He was like, "I just watched the movie. The movie's great." I'm like, what the yeah. "Fuck." <laughs> well, it was like if I whenever there's a movie out there that I haven't seen already, I'm usually like pretty quick to watch it, unless it's like Mission Impossible, like seven <laughs> in between, like fucking. Can... <laughs> um, Look, yeah, if it was up to me, I'd pick that movie again. So don't even worry about it. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it though. I liked. I thought it's it's a very grounded movie. Everything feels real about the movie. It's like you kind of said. It's uh, it feels like everything in that movie is plausible and like mm-hmm. people go through that shit all the time. Like and like you you did go through that shit. And I th- I, I like movies like that, like smaller budget movies that just kind of yeah you know, are entertaining and you don't really need. It's all carried on the back of the actors. Basically. Yeah, yeah, fantastic cast. Like if that if that movie was cast differently, I don't know if it'd be as good. Could have gone a completely different. Yeah, direction, absolutely. Um, but I mean, I, and I think that kind of way, like kind of goes back to what Mike and Dom were saying, like the, the supporting cast, even in the very, very like auxiliary roles is so strong that like the entire thing feels very good. 
Um, like if it wasn't Bo Burnham, A.D. Bryant, whoever plays the roommate, we should probably look up his name because I feel like we keep talking about him. We're not giving him giving him the right. Yeah, we, the right, we uh, did look him up last week, and we determined that he he's not a big name. He typically shows up kind of the way he did in this film, yeah. but he, presumably he's more into stand-up is what my guess was. Makes sense. Um, before, unless anyone else has anything to add about the big sick. I just think it's funny because I never really thought about the name and then like halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay, no, that's what it's about. Um, so before we reveal Dom's pick, which I don't know if Mike knows, but I don't think Todd knows. I definitely don't know what Dom's pick I is. I hope it's midsummer. I really do. <laughs> I really, I really should just pull a wild if, card. Huh? If, I, I just watched it again the other night, and that movie, that the end five minutes of that movie is just so cathartic and just like amazing. Yeah, it gets like, wild. Oh, it gets it wild at the so end. If, if so Dom's good. pick is Midsummer and it's part of a theme, I don't want to know what Dom's theme is. Um, no, you wouldn't. I don't even think you would think Midsummer scary though. So I think you'd be fine. Before we reveal, it's, yeah, it's not scary. No. I don't know. If I don't know. You, I don't you know, know what yeah, I don't scare, like. scare is not the word that. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't like it. Yeah. So exactly. Um, before we reveal what Dom's pick is, unless this is going to be a long-winded topic, I know we briefly brought up Kumail and the Eternals. Mike, was that because you wanted to talk about the Phase Four reveal trailer thing? Is that why you? That's all. I, yeah. I mean, that's all I could really. Uh, I mean, we I can't. I don't remember what the. I can't remember what prompted me to, what prompted me to say it. Eternals. I brought up Camille being in Eternals, or maybe Dom did. Um, I mean, I just wanted to point out, like, Camille is fucking ripped for Eternals. Jack Daniels. Like, is Eternals are those are those characters going to only show up in one movie? Like, he's fucking. I'm so confused by that. A lot of that movie, like, I didn't know. I thought we were going to get a movie that takes place in like old times when they were, but it seems like it was more. We are. We're getting. Yeah, but like it looked like they were at present day. It takes place. And... It takes place over centuries, is what the thing that okay, I read. Okay, so to like span like everything. Okay, that's cool. All right, yeah, while I'm we're for that while we're on this Marvel tangent, I hate Angelina Jolie, but I, I'm excited for that. I I I think it's her. I think honestly, all of the movies that they showed in that like stinger, I'm like, this this is like, like I'm really excited for Marvel. MCU phase four. I think saying cheese like my most excited out of all. I I think it all looks good, and I I love the fact that we don't know what the fuck is like, like the full scope of the MCU right now. Like I love that we don't know. We're probably not going to get that for like another two years, which is totally fine if we don't. Like I'm fine with that. Like I like like we knew for a while Thanos is what we're building to. Infinity, you know, stones what we're building to. We don't really know what we're building to right now, and I kind of love that like mystery. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm just mad. Blade's gonna be PG thirteen. I, I think that's a. I think that's a big misstep. Do we know that it's gonna be PG thirteen? I, I think they, they did say it at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. They they also announced that they're pushing production off another year. So yeah, they could always um, change it too. You never know. I hope so. Yeah. The uh, they could always do two cuts too. They could always do like the PG thirteen cut and a radar cut. I don't. I can't see that as a plausible thing. The other interesting thing that I I think with Marvel coming up is that there are a ton of rumors that there's a bunch of unannounced projects. And the most recent one that I read was that uh, Mark Ruffalo is getting his own Hulk movie. Well, we don't really know what, like, Hulk's not out of the MCU. Like, he lived, you know what I mean? He's 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 going to be in She-Hulk. 
Oh, I didn't like, know that. That, okay. that is confirmed. Yeah. She Hulk is a is a Disney Plus show first, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I what I am excited about is that like their turnaround between the shows and those characters showing up elsewhere seems to be not that long because I don't know if we have a release date for Miss Marvel, the show, but the fact that the that Captain Marvel two has been seemingly renamed the Marvels and it's going to be, uh, from what I read, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and uh, Monica Rambeau. Rambeau. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's likely going to be a collection of all three of them. Yeah. So I mean, within you know, we get we get Rambo as a hero this year, and I don't know what the date was on the Marvels, but it's probably within the next three years. I feel like that's a quick, pretty quick turnaround, especially because Miss Marvel is also going to come out within that time frame. So. I'm not yeah. excited. For I mean, they could be filming both. Uh, they could be filming both at the same time. I mean, it's I not... feel like it's going to yeah. be very hard to translate the powers that Miss Marvel has and not make it look goofy on film. I think that's going to be their biggest. Stretchy issue. is hard. Stretchy is hard. Yeah, like yeah. I think same thing with Fantastic Four with like uh, whatever his name is, Reed or whatever the guy is. I feel like that's going to be tough to. I'm not. I'm not worried. About it. I mean, at this point, the point we're at with special effects and CGI, I I think it's fine. Like I think they'll, you know, it is what it is. TNS not stretchy. Um, that's a callback to like episode fucking twenty five of the podcast. It's named TNS not stretchy. I don't know why. Because that's what Edward Norton's um, Hulk said when he was looking for pants in his Incredible Hulk movie. There you go. That's the name of like episode twenty five of the show. I was going oh, through. I thought, it had, I thought it had something to do with Luffy or something. I thought Mike was wearing <laughs> Mike's a also shirt. wearing a one piece shirt. Yeah, I I went through. I was going. I forget why I was going through old episodes of the show yesterday. And I listened to the first episode of the podcast. It is fucking straight garbage. Like it is so bad. It is literally just me and Mike all those, all those clacking fucking terrible. Like when we were like all in a room together. Too, so you know, like... I I thought that we stopped doing that format sooner than we did. We did like probably thirty or so episodes of us playing a game and recording, and they're all not good like they are bad and then like the thing that blows my mind even more is that like immediately transitioning like after we stop doing that like there might be like a couple episodes we have fucking yacht club on the show as our first guest and it's like immediately after we have this garbage shit um yeah i don't know i forget why i was looking at that but um there was a reason to the season i forget what we were talking about Marvel, talk about Marvel movies, and you had brought up TNS Mass Stretchy, which strangely oh. enough, you brought it up because it had nothing to do with Marvel, although it did, and you didn't realize it. And here we are. Here we are. I uh, oh, I I just think I think Kumail getting that jacked for one movie. I don't know. Feel like feel like Eternals might be around a little bit. So my follow up question to you would be. Given the past ten plus years of Marvel movies, who, who in a lead role has only showed up for one movie anyway? Uh, Edward Norton. In a okay. lead role, yeah. I mean, Paul Rudd didn't get like super jacked, and he also like wasn't really around again until Avengers, or he showed up in Captain Marvel. I mean, uh, and Captain America. Yeah, he was in Captain America. And I mean, he had two Ant-Man movies. He had Captain America, then Endgame. But like, 
I'm sure he got in some sort of shape, but like Kumail is fucking ripped. Like he is crazy jacked. I get that. I'm just saying that him being ripped and him probably being in multiple Marvel movies. I mean, even without him getting super ripped, I'd be like, yeah, he's probably going to be in more of them. I, I don't really know much about the Eternals. And like like Todd said, like we think it's kind of happening or it is happening in like the past. So it's taking place over centuries. That's their okay. whole thing. So like, fo- like follow up. Be play. prepared to sit in the theater for. And they didn't even, they didn't even show Jon Snow in it. Like, and then he did. Like, oh, is he in that movie? He's he in that movie. The Black yeah. Knight or something. Yeah. Because there's two. There's two. Yeah. There's two people from uh, Game of Thrones. Two brothers, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, someone else said the same thing to me. I was just like, you know, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, and I don't think I would recognize him if he cut his hair. So he might, yeah, I, I didn't pay attention to him not being there. I wouldn't have noticed that either, either way. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think the last thing I want to bring up on this is just that, uh, I feel like I completely lost what the fuck I was gonna say. So. I don't know. Uh, we're just we're just out of bounds here. So with that being said, oh, that's what I was gonna say is the I read something that like they rewrote parts of Wandavision to take Doctor Strange out, and then they rewrote stuff for Falcon Winter Soldier to remove Florence Poe Pio Pio's character. I don't know how to say her name. Oh, I didn't know about Pio. the latter part, but the Doctor Strange thing I did hear. The thing that's confusing to me about that is, from what we understand, Black Widow takes place not in present day. So, like, does that kind of just lead towards the rumors that, like, Florence Pugh is going to be Black Widow or just be around in the current MCU? Probably. So, there's so two things. We might have had this conversation recently. We did? Yeah, about the timeline of Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So... Number one, Black Widow was supposed to be out before this, before Falcon Winter Soldier. So that's number one. And then number two is the movie is supposed to take place, yeah, I mean, clearly before Black Widow dies. So before Falcon Winter Soldier. So just like how um, Elaine's character probably shows up in Black Widow first. So her her appearance here would make more sense to us. Florence, um, whatever her last name is, probably we should have known her mm-hmm. prior to the show coming out. So then gotcha. when she shows up, we can be like, hey, there she is. All right, that makes more sense then. Well, unless anyone else has anything to add, we should move on and probably reveal what Dom's movie pick is for May. <gasps> whatever. Huh? Um, <laughs> what's your pick for may for the PC so, club? so my um so i've decided to go with the theme for my movies <gasps> um we know that we know that disney is is uh, a a a pillar of fantastic films they, they put out great films Mm-hmm. So with that being all, said, it's all, all DreamWorks always, all day, baby. Let's go. Always getting nominated for the like best animated picture. Fact, fact. I mean, we, we've got a bunch of great uh, live action stuff. Did Disney, no Plus, Disney Plus is no booming right now? We know Word. that the the parks are a huge source for Disney. Name and that uh, paper. 
and they've they've made some movies based on those films and they're oh, all yeah. garbage so 100 so my uh my movies will all be the garbage movies that are based off of disney rides hell, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we will be starting with which i just found out today uh, we're at halfway to halloween so we will be starting with eddie murphy's haunted mansion fuck yeah let's do it <laughs> is it on it disney is- plus it is on Disney Plus and Perfect. it is rated it is rated 14 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh boy. So Dom's theme is Dom. under 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> likely likely they will all be yeah, 25 and under. Okay. All right. Have you seen all of these movies? Have you seen this movie? I have seen this movie, yes. Have I saw seen, it when it came out. Have you I probably seen saw it I probably saw it in theaters. Oh shit. Have you well, seen this one? That figures I oh. just figured out my next pick for my movie that I'm picking Ghost Dad. <laughs> That's just gonna be my next pick. What is Ghost Dad? Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. So we're just picking no, like I... black comedian ghost movies. Is that is that the? Thing? My, I've been sitting on my four movies for like the last time I picked, and I've just been like patiently waiting. So wait, Todd, I'm confused by Todd because Todd always throws out the four, let the audience decide. And then the other three movies, you just say, fuck those movies, and then you move on to four new ones? I, that's the only thing that sucks about letting people vote, is that those, like, because there's a couple of times that, like, the movie that I wanted most didn't get picked, but I want all four of those movies. You do realize that in this scenario, you have the power, and you can just choose to pick the movie? You're like, it doesn't have to be a vote. Eh, there's no fun in that. Let's get the audience involved, you know? <laughs> Uh, all right, haunted the oh, haunted mansion, starring Eddie Murphy. I'm gonna watch that with Liam then, because he'll probably be able to. Yeah, featuring uh, Jennifer Tilly is in it, and I forget who I'm else. I'm gonna make him watch it tomorrow, actually, because I got him all day. There you go. You just see, you just you just filled in a two-hour block of time with Todd, however long that movie is. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, well there you have it. Dom's pick for the May PTC Movie Club is the Haunted Mansion. Starring Eddie Murphy. I thought you were going to pick the song of the South or something like that. I was like, wait, are we picking? <laughs> no, it's not. That's not available anywhere. <laughs> Too much work to get that one. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if we're watching that. Let's zippity doo da, zippity day. Let's let's. It's a good str- song. Straight just... away from something like that. Um, movie. Interesting. Also on on the haunted mansion, we are getting a new haunted mansion movie in the next couple of years. It has been announced that they will be remaking it and. Two, we are getting uh, the Muppets Haunted Mansion for Halloween this year. Yep. So, a couple news nuggets. Did you say we're getting a, a new Muppet movie? Is that what you said? We are getting Muppets Haunted Mansion this this fall. What is the... I don't know. Okay. You can... I mean... Gon- Gon- Gonzo released a trailer earlier. Listen, I mean, I haven't watched the second of the Jason Siegel Muppet movies, but I... I do like the first one, so like, give me more Muppets. Did I, watch that? I thought, I mean, it's enjoyable. I don't think I watched it either. I, I, I watched the first one. I don't think I watched the second one. It's not like it's not like amazing, but like it's the Muppets, and I like the Muppets. Um, I've been slowly working my way through. They added the old Muppet Show to Disney Plus too, in back in like February, I think. So I've been putting that on from time to time because I do enjoy the Muppets. Um, I will say, I watched the first episode of I think it's called Muppets Now which I think is a Disney plus show. I don't think it existed out, out before that. And it's it just, it's just not for me, unfortunately. It's, it's annoying. It was, it was whatever. They were trying to do something different with the Muppets. Did you They're watch, the whole, did you watch all of it? 
I just watched the first couple episodes. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get into more of it. It's like web show, like they do like different formats and like mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it could work. To me when I see that stuff, I just like it's like cringy to me. Like when it's like were, that format. They were trying to bring they were trying to bring the Muppet show, like the variety show to mm-hmm. modern day. And yeah. mo- the modern day version is a web show. Yeah. But it just yeah, it didn't translate well. No, it was it was kinda whatever. But I I, I did watch when it was on T V the Muppets show that was on APC was like, it was kind of like an office style show where it was like cut away to them talking to the camera. And I remember watching that when it was on TV and I didn't hate it. I just never continued to watch it. So I know that's on Disney plus too. Maybe I'll watch that at some point as like a throw it on at night and see, see where the night goes. So there you go. Mike's uh, Dom's pick for the PTC movie club for May is the haunted mansion starring Eddie Murphy. Um, we are getting close to time. So, uh, we can kind of go wherever at this point. Dom, if you have specific things you want to talk about or bring up because it was Star Wars Day this past week, we can do that. Or... Dom, mm. I was going to say, too, Jungle, Jungle Cruise is coming out soon, so maybe by the time your next pick comes around... Maybe... I know, i gotta, I got to see if I can time that out right. Right. I still have the movie that was originally going to be my pick for today, and yeah. it's it's a good one. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, but it was um... <laughs> It may, it may have been maybe, maybe. <laughs> with with Christopher Walken. Um, oh, uh, yeah. So Galactic Star Cruiser has been confirmed for next year. Uh, that is the hotel at Disney World. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, the stuff that I've read about that hotel sound incredible. Like, I need yeah. to stay at that hotel. Yeah, we'll have to try to get a PTC group together. It, I mean, I'm down. It is. It is going to be incredibly pricey. So Yo, that hotel is going to smell like a smash tourney, no doubt. Though you're going to have some issues. I don't know. It's it's Disney, so I'm sure the ventilation, no, like the yeah, cleaning, right. is going to yeah, be like it's good, crazy. Yeah, um, but I'm definitely d- dumb. You don't fucking you don't have to tell me. You let me know when you're planning to do that. As long as I mean, we're as probably, long as we're probably going to Disney in the next two years. Yeah, as long as like things are safer for us to travel, then yes, yeah. I'm definitely down. Um, they announced that they are hiring, um, like musicians and like bartenders and stuff. And they also announced that they're hiring, um, I don't remember how it was termed, but essentially it was, they, they essentially said that they're hiring like actors that will board your star cruiser. And like, essentially you'll, you'll be like boarded by bounty hunters. Imagine bartending at that place. That'd be sick. Oh, so if I lived in Florida, I would I would oh, probably man, oh, be working man. in Disney. Like that that Definitely. just sounds like like a lot of the shit you can do there. I, like I would, I, like I would I would go even to say far as to say like there's potential that I might like be someone that like dresses up as a character and like works in the park. Some of that sounds fun to me. I don't know. But bartending uh, at a Star I, Wars I know, themed place would be pretty fucking that. awesome. I know people that did that, and they say it's like the most fucked up experience. They say it's like college times, like. 20 everyone's just all fucking drugged out i could i I couldn't even get hired as goofy i've heard crazy stories about people who work there for like like four or six i believe it and they were just they said it was nuts couldn't even get hired as goofy and that's a callback to todd's movie swingers oh yeah that's right swingers baby who's a big winner mikey's a big winner (laughs) um what else uh we got the announcement of the newest uh Disney Cruise Line. I don't remember what the name of the ship is off the top of my head. I th- it's Star Wars themed. 
It's not. It's a Disney cruise line. But you couldn't pay me to get on a cruise. Yeah, I know. Um, there is going to be a Star Wars bar inside the thing, and it's like the wall is essentially. You go into it, and you're supposed to be like on a like shuttle, and the wall is like just a video projection, and like you're like flying by like Tatooine and Batu and Hoth and stuff. That's pretty dope. So there's like stuff happening behind the bar. Um, there's also going to be a, an Avengers um, an Avengers restaurant that takes place in the MCU. So like you're sitting at dinner and like a show is happening around you and the show is like part of the MCU. That's kind of bonkers. Which is yeah, which is like a bonkers idea. If they don't have shawarma though, does is it even real? Come on. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm trying to think of what else has come out recently. Uh, the, the bad batch. What that? Yeah, bad batch. I was gonna say the the new lightsaber that they announced at the same time as the uh, opening for. Is that available to buy yet? I don't think it is. Right. No, it'll be available when Galactic Star Cruiser opens. Oh, okay. I'm intrigued um, by that. I want to see one in person. I want to see how yeah. how it looks. It's a it's an interesting idea. I don't I don't know how yeah I don't know how it's gonna work. I imagine it's going to be wicked expensive too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's about all I have. Fucking couple fucking... episodes in a bad batch. With those crazy lightsabers, right? I got it. Talk about that right now. I literally just yeah, said that, Mike. Mike. What the fuck yeah. were you, Mike? Come on, I got my own thing. <laughs> that was like, that was literally literally the last thing I was talking about. Mike, <laughs> how many mai tais have you had tonight? Listen, it doesn't take. I don't have to drink to like tune you guys out. I'm calling you fucking Mike Tai from now on. It's a terrible name. <laughs> like not, not even not even for what it means. Just it was a terrible portmanteau. All right, Michael Tai Desir. All right. Anyways, I didn't think you'd do worse, but you did. Congratulations. That's my middle name is do worse. Todd, you've been playing. Uh, I guess we'll we'll go with Returnal. Unless you want to talk about Resident Evil, you pick one. Pick pick a lane and go down uh, it. Oof, probably Returnal because Returnal is probably going to be in my game of the year talks at the end of the year, anyways. So, so hit us up with think, some Returnal. I don't think Res, I think Resident Evil is great, but uh, I don't think that'll be in my game of the year talk. Um, but yeah, no, Returnal's fucking amazing. It's pretty much what I bought my PlayStation for, and it's lived up to the hype. Um, not easy. Uh, I probably have like 24 hours into it, and I can only make it to the second level boss. Um, but uh, I, I'm absolutely. I don't want to stop playing it. I just want to keep on picking it up, have another run, and uh, you know, go from there. It's. Uh, I've seen a lot of people bits about the difficulty, but I mean, I don't see it any different than any other roguelite I've played in my life. Like Hades, like the first run I beat on Hades probably took me like an at least an hour and a half. I know some people are saying like this can be like four hours and stuff like that, which you know I get that can be tough. But I think um, I think from what I was seeing, some of the problem with that is that you can't like you can't stop playing. Like you have to, you can't like play a different game. You have to if you like, there's no way to save it. You can't like. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I feel like that would probably be a good solution. Just have like a throwaway save that as soon as you use it, it just like disappears. Yeah, you can't use it again or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, I haven't ran into that as an issue because I can't make it far enough. Because, uh, like, once you beat, like, the first boss, you open a key to the next biome. And basically, if you find that biome right away when you start, the re- like, when it recycles over and you do your Groundhog Day thing, 
um, you can basically go right to that second level. You don't have to fight the first level boss ever again. Interesting. Okay. Um, but you want to rank your guy up quite a bit, so you also want to like look for health items. And um, I've done it both ways, and I think that I probably need to spend like a half hour in the first biome, then jump over to the next one, and you know slowly upgrade. But the the combat's so good. The guns feel great. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's it's fun to see a roguelite that's like like a uh, big budget roguelike, you know, because I, I feel like we always see indie ones, which are great. But this uh, definitely lived up to the hype for me, and I highly, highly, highly recommend the game. Like, and I can't stop playing it, even though I'm not good at it. Like I yeah. just can't stop playing. It. If I could find a PS5, but you know, yeah, right. That's a I whole mean, separate. It's crazy. Issue. Like I I went on a hunt for a PS5 two months ago for like two months just for this game I, I didn't give a shit about anything else on ps5 maybe demon souls but i know like, i literally bought my ps5 for this. and it's and it's funny because like i feel like i was telling you because you were like you were pissed that you couldn't get one and i was like top of the time that game comes out you're gonna have no problem finding a ps5 right, exactly. and like here we are fucking you know six months after the ps5 come out I mean, the same with the xbox you cannot buy those in stores like you can't buy those unless you are hawking on the internet looking for you know a store to put up stock and being super lucky and being there as the second that it fucking drops because i've been sitting at my computer and like you know refresh twitter and you know 25 seconds ago wario 64 post that this ps5 is available at best buy and i'm there under a minute you know what i mean i'm already there click and put it in my cart and you can't even get it so it's like you have to be you almost have to be there before it happens i my the only way i got mine i had so many issues with best buy every single time like it would be in my cart and then i'd go to check out and it was just gone or then it would be in my cart but it would i mean that that's the case on every website because i at this point have tried to buy it from best buy target and walmart and every time it's like even if I can get it into my cart, it's you can't check out. It's just impossible. Yeah, the play, the PlayStation Direct PlayStation was the best thing that worked for me. Um, yeah, I had to get all digital, which you know, whatever it is, what it is, I'm not too broken up about that. But um, yeah, but the game's fucking awesome. Uh, I I think that I was telling you a couple of days ago. I think that this game will definitely be in talks for Game of the Year. Um, yeah, with everything that's coming out this year, and I think it's just funny because. I've seen a lot of people playing this game who don't like roguelites and they basically are so frustrated with this game because they can't make it anywhere, but they keep on tweeting about how they're still playing it, even though they fucking hate the game, but they still can't stop mm. playing it because it's, it just feels good. Like everything about the game, the combat and, and the upgrading systems. And I'm actually most excited about the story, but I'm in the place where I'm like, am I ever going to see the end of the story? Cause I don't know if I'm going to fucking make it through like six biomes. Like, yeah, it took Hades is one of the few roguelikes I've like beat. And, and I didn't even technically beat it. I've only beat it twice. You have to beat it like 10 times, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to beat this. I want to beat this. Cause I want to actually really know where the story is going. And I heard the story is really good. So I just, uh, yeah, I got to keep on plugging away. Yeah. I mean, depending on whenever I do get my PS five, you know, depending on what else is out there, I would say that's the first game you should get for it. I mean, yeah. see, Returnal was never really on my radar, though. It didn't seem like it was yeah. my type of game. So, I mean, it, it depends w- whenever I do get a PS5 what other games are available. Like, if it's if it's soon and there's not much else, because there's not a lot of games on PS5 right now that are PS5 only. So, like, you know, if if there's not really a lot that's speaking to me, you know, maybe that's the game that I bite bite on. But we'll we'll, we'll see when that time comes. 
I think it's just a good game because you can pick up, pick it up, and drop it, and you never feel like you're losing your yeah. place in it. Like, it's not you know, scary, it's, right? I, I appreciate. No, not yeah. Really. See, that was part of kind of the thing that yeah, was deterring for me is like it, yeah. the lead up to the game made it seem like there were maybe some scary or horror elements to the game, but no, nope. I, I mean, feel like I haven't seen that. So no, definitely not. Yeah, I, there's never a point where I'm like, I, it's more sci-fi. Okay, I would just say it, it's it's basically like you're fighting those and the Matrix revolutions, those things that are like attacking everyone at the end. It's basically like you fight a lot of those kind of things and like just different kind of like enemies like that but okay yeah no it's awesome i fucking love the game but i don't know where i'm i'm gonna i think like in like three months if i don't beat it i'm gonna have to like read where the story goes because i i really really want to know yeah for me uh obviously i guess i can talk about only as way three and i'll save uh pokemon snap for next week but uh emily is away three which i don't think nobody else has played emily is away one or two right i know todd hasn't but it's only PC, right? You can't play it anywhere else. Uh, you can probably play it on Mac too. So, like, you could probably play it, Todd. Uh, it's like, I mean, it's it is not a, it is not a like graphically intensive game. It's literally the first two games are an aim, like a yeah. fake aim simulator. Simulator. So, like, you, any computer I would imagine could run that pretty easily. Uh, but the third game, which just came out takes place on uh, a fake version of Facebook called Facenook. And I'll like avoid any like specific story spoilers. Cause I don't want to spoil the game. Cause I do think it's a game that like, if this concept sounds interesting to you, I think like whoever's listening or if any of you guys, it sounds interesting. I would recommend checking it out. Um, I like the first two games a lot because of the, the aim aspect, because like, I feel like we were probably in like the, the target age group for aim to be like more nostalgic about that where i'm not like i'm not necessarily super nostalgic about facebook um but like aim kind of has a special place in my heart i guess just because like i don't know we all grew up on that shit um not that we didn't grow up on facebook but uh it's really good it kind of follows the same general theme that the first two games do where you play as you know quote unquote yourself and you are interacting with your group of friends um and you know two of the main characters uh aside from you are a character named emily and a character named evelyn and this game has eight different endings so you can play it differently there are different choices you can make that affect things um I believe there are paths that you can go down that wouldn't require you to like, you know, date anybody. Um, but I think also some of the paths choose you to more align yourself with either Emily or Evelyn. Um, I go the Evelyn path just based on Evelyn's personality. Um, at some point I'll probably play an Emily path just to see where it goes. But I, I like the game a lot. It, it, it does this, at least for me, it does this weird thing where, it kind of makes like the characters that you interact with are pretty well written i would say and the 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 storylines that you go down are believable to me like they feel like these are things that would happen if you're a senior in high school and you're like talking to your friends on social media so it kind of makes me think about like even though these specific things that happen in the game might not happen to me it makes me feel in like a general way enough that I can relate them to things that maybe I did go through or people I know went through or just they're they're adjacent enough 
that I can kind of like have some sort of emotional uh, tie into that. So I enjoy it for that reason. Um, I think the I want to play, play the first two so bad because like like you said, like you have a better connection to AOL. Yeah. And like, it's just funny. I just remember like chasing girls on AOL and just all this other shit. And like, I feel like that would just bring back so many, yeah, so the, many like crazy memories. So like this, the third game, at least the path that I went down, didn't make me cry. But like the first two games, like definitely got me a little bit more emotional about specific things. So I was like, fuck, like this shit has happened to me. Like I, I feel like this has happened to me. Um, but I, I enjoy it a lot. And like the game does a lot of interesting, like auxiliary things that kind of make you feel more immersed in this world where like you like there's a fake version of youtube that like you know you're having a conversation with your your friend and he's like hey check out this new song that's on and like you you get a link in the game to you know a fake version of youtube but it has a real song from 2008 in a music video so it's like you know, Evelyn's character likes hip hop more. So it's like, we were talking about, you know, hip hop at the time in the conversation. And it's like, yeah, like check out my new playlist that I just updated on YouTube. And it's like a 808s and heartbreaks and like the Carter three and like shit like that. And I'm like, all right, like this game makes you feel shit because you know, that's there. But on the flip side of that, like, you know, you also have certain characters that interact and like, they like punk music or whatever. So like there's other genres of music that like kind of pull those nostalgia vibes at you because they hit you with like i don't know uh, other types of music and other like movie references and stuff like that so it's it's really well done um I, i'm a big fan i'm a big uh fan of uh the emily games i know mike got to play a brief moment of emily's away three at pax maybe two years ago um i don't know if you have anything to say about the game mike but i think you can at least comment on how dope the booth was at pax uh, it's like one of the. You recall the booth being very uh, appropriately decorated. Yeah. To make it simulate being in the past. Yeah, it's like so. It's it's developed primarily. I don't know if it's fully developed by uh, one person. Uh, his name's Kyle Seely, but if if it's not fully developed by him, it's mostly developed by him. Uh, he's also like a local. Uh, I think he's Natick, maybe. Um, but he's Massachusetts. Um, but he, yeah, he, he goes above and beyond, I think, to, like, try to simulate the experience of being on Facebook in 2008. Uh, and the same thing with the o- older games being on AIM during those years. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's weird like, that they wouldn't get this on console. I always find this strange. So because like, I feel like you just make so much more money. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really a console game. Yeah, I mean, you could. Yeah, but I don't you, think you'd necessarily need it. I don't think it would be, like, uh, something you would really, you know. I mean, because they have that other like 90s online game that was on game pass hypnospace outlaw you yeah the entire game takes place in fake messengers and then you pretend to type on the keyboard yeah to to type things that's not something that really translates well to yeah plus i don't know if it's worth the effort to get it certified to be in microsoft store or playstation store so what i'll say about that is like Yes, it could definitely find a bigger audience and maybe make some more money if it was on consoles and stuff. But this is one of those rare scenarios where I feel like to what Mike just said, like the game is you just responding to messages and you're not actually typing the words, but to input 
like to input it, you have to press buttons on the keyboard, like whatever buttons. So like, it feels like you're typing to someone. Um, so like that, yeah, like a, mm, that, yeah, that, that wouldn't really matter to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it pulls you in a little bit more because it's like the conversations get like kind of intense and like every decision sort of matters, like what you decide to say in these moments. So like, I don't know, just like the tactile feel of like jamming on a keyboard, I think kind of furthers that along. But I think I'm, now that I'm thinking about it more, I don't know how often it pops up in the first two games, but in this game, it definitely pops up more where you are clicking on links to YouTube. I don't think that would work on a console because it, for, I, I don't know how the programming part of this works, but I'm assuming, because I know I sent you a couple of links from YouTube, Mike. I'm assuming that it's just like a fake website that's just actually using YouTube underneath it. That's what I assume. Yeah. So like, I don't know how that would work on a console. I feel like that maybe wouldn't function properly. And then you'd have to go down the road of like licensing all that stuff. And I feel like, yeah, then it becomes a, not it's worth a it. lot of work and i don't know if the payoff would be that good yeah. especially because again the game is supposed to um the game's supposed to it's supposed to feel like you're sitting on a computer like that's what it's yeah. supposed to be yeah yeah I, I don't think you could replicate the game wouldn't be fun if you were sitting there and you were just mashing the a button to pretend to type into a text message window yeah into I mean, on the on the. I mean, I would rather do that than fucking pretend. That I'm Todd, like, you're, you're weird though. Like, you're no, you're broken I mean, inside. Like, There's nothing. I mean, type, so like, I'd be like, oh, cool. I'm actually not writing anything, but let me pretend. <laughs> Maybe this you know, is like, not a game for Todd in general. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I would I would definitely play it, but um. I, yeah. So I mean, there is also an option in the settings of at least the third game to like you can set it to be you don't type, you just like click a response and then it types it out for you. So like, yeah, you could yeah, do that on the console. Sense. Um, where it's just like you're just choosing the response one through three and it types it out for you. Um, but I think, again, like if you were to lose the like, you know, as as silly as it sounds, I think if you were to lose the YouTube aspect of it, I think that you lose a big part of the storytelling in the game. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan. If you want like my further thoughts on how I connected with this game, you can check that out at uh on our website at pastcontroller.io i just put that up today so that is available for you to read but yeah other than that you know i've been playing some other stuff but i'll save that for next week anyone else have anything else they want to chat about before we wrap things up tonight nope (laughs) keep it tight then we'll keep it tight close to an hour i like to see it that's what i like to see well anyways Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 257 of the Pass Control Podcast. If you're a friend of the show, fan of the show, want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to go to uh, social media and share the podcast on social media. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever reviews can be left for podcasts. Subscribe to the show. Tell a friend about the show. Those are all the easiest and freest ways to help support us. If you do have a few bucks kicking around, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash pass the controller and become a patron you go to pass the controller.threadless.com and get yourself some sick sick swag you can subscribe to us on twitch at twitch.tv slash pass controller or you can i don't know just uh mail mike a check in the mail certified check to uh 87 uh mike doesn't want me to give his address out road you want me to say something Uh, no i was not funny i'm not funny i'm just i'm just not funny that's fine I should have had the second drink. Then maybe I would have been funnier. Um, 
but yeah as always you can find me at big room you can find mike at underscore michael fat path you can find todd at toddy underscore by underscore nature you can find don at ptc underscore one little spark you can find everything that we do for past controller at past and on twitter and on instagram at past controller actually i will tease one last thing uh probably in june because may is a dumpster fire for me but probably in june we will be doing or i will be doing a 12-hour live stream uh to raise money for mg so i will share that soon but that is coming up probably next month so look forward to watching me slowly get drunker and drunker as that 12 hours moves along uh you're, you're gonna eat your first edible that time too right is that what we said uh no definitely not <laughs> and, yeah, maybe, maybe if we get to the if we get to the five thousand dollar mark maybe it's, it's a maybe it's, a, it's hard maybe don't worry about it guys I'm, I'm gonna have some interesting things we'll have a dollar mark you know i'll shave my head off I'll have a dollar mark. Maybe I'll shave my beard. I'll have a dollar mark that, hey, if we hit a certain threshold, I'll fucking stream for another 12 hours. I'll really just, you know, put myself out there. Uh, I'm all for spending money to make Brennan's life miserable. I don't think you want to do that, Mike. I, don't I mean, I that. don't, obviously. I'm, I'm My money is better spelled elsewhere. But I'm all for getting other people to do it. Fair enough. Uh, that's what I like to see, Mike. Get in the spirit. Get, get that donation spirit up. But anyways... Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 257. Until next time.